Hey everybody, this is Jacqueline Kitzman and this is the Awakened Tarot Podcast. And if you're listening to this, then hi. Uh, <laughs> sometimes like, I think it's really obvious that this entire like doodad is unscripted. It's literally just me. It's me winging it. Me winging it and for better or for worse, this is what we get. And I just hope Gabe can take out the really, really, really dumb stuff. Do I have things to talk about this time? I'm going to think really clearly about it. So I don't say, nope, I don't have anything. Wait, yes, I do. Because that sucks. And I feel dumb. Uh, I do have things to talk about, though. Uh, So ideally, the Patreon should be up by the time you're listening to this episode. Uh, There are several episodes of recorded bonus content. There will be writing, um, bloopers, videos. Uh, There are three tiers. The first tier is $3. Second tier is $10. And the third tier is $20. I'm more than happy to add more and redistribute things. Um, But I just wanted to start off really small and easy um, at first. You can DM me at Awakened Tarot, my Instagram, or you can email me at AwakenedTarotNashville at gmail.com. And let me know. Let me know your suggestions. Let me know what you'd add. Let me know. Let me know what you want on there if you choose to join Patreon because my intent is to keep it chocked full of things I find funny, things I think about tarot, things you think about tarot. I would love to do some interviews again and have some of them available on Patreon. Uh, But let me talk about the tiers really quick because I know that a lot of y'all are not listening to hear me just talk about Patreon in the beginning of all of my episodes, but it's a really big step for me and I'll explain why after this. So the first step, the first step, the first tier is $3. Patreon suggests $3. Um, I'm not entirely sure why, but if there is a call for a tier around more around $1, just let me know. But the first tier is $3 and it includes any and all bonus content. So videos, bloopers, extra audio, whatever, that's all f- That's all going to be available to people who join at the $3 tier. My goal is to make it so that your $3, you know, comes along with a lot of bonus stuff to have. I want it to be worth it to everybody, especially um, at the next two tiers. So the next tier is $10 a month, and it includes all bonus content. It also includes kind of a direct line to me to ask tarot questions or to help interpret your spreads, as well as a monthly AMA, which is Ask Me Anything. Uh, But essentially, it'll be the same day every month, and it'll be kind of like a little cocktail hour or drink hour where we all get together and um, get on Zoom. So I'll have that link for you all at the $10 tier. And we're just going to chat spirituality, tarot, ghosts, dreams, nightmares. I'll interpret whatever, but we're going to hang out, and it'll be an hour the same time every week. The $20 tier, which is really steep, and I know that, um, but it is the highest tier, and I don't think that I would ever make a tier higher than that, um, is all of those things I just mentioned, all of the bonus content, the monthly AMA, but it also comes with monthly taroscope readings for me personalized to you. So for anybody who joins at the $20 tier, you will get monthly voice messages emailed to you or distributed to you, however you choose. Uh, of me essentially pulling a card for you and giving you your own little taroscope three card poll for the coming month. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of talking things through and that'll happen monthly. Um, it'll also come with 
like discounted tarot readings. Typically for when I do bookings, it's $25 for a half hour and then $55 for an hour. It'll be half that for each. So half of $25 for a 30 minute and then also half of an hour reading. So um, I'm bad at math, but you can literally just take your phone calculator and divide, you know, uh, 25 by 2 and 55 by 2. Uh, I think that's it. I know that those are three tiers and I know that there's not a lot of, um, I know there's not a ton more options, but again, I wanted to keep it small. And if there's a call for more options or different tiers or you want different things in tiers, please let me know. Um, I'm very much willing to take suggestions and read what you have to say. And I really, truly care about making it one worth, worth the money and, I want there to be special things on there for people who do choose to support via Patreon because, um, and I know that this intro is like way longer than normal, so I apologize, but the Patreon, I want to be really candid about why I'm creating a Patreon. My little quip last week about my rent increasing by $250 a month was not just a quip. Like that's, that's a true story. The last month has been really hard. I've been in the ER three times since August for really bad asthma and ruptured cyst. And we found out some stuff about my lungs and all of that to be said, like I'm okay and I'm fine. It's just stuff that comes along with having the birth defect I do, which is called pectus escavatum. It's where your sternum is indented. But all of that being said, rent increased in hospital visits and having a young child and trying really hard to save up to buy a home. Um, any Anything extra helps. Um, also, when I had Evie, my work hours got cut in half. So we took a really big financial kind of decrease there and it's all, we've all, we've been making it work and budgeting and, you know, we, we took some, we cut some personal things out we didn't need and we've been making it work. But with the rent increase, we're kind of, we're really relying on a lot of extra help from family um, and some help from friends who have been very gracious to us. Um, but I would like to do something more and find a way to do something that I really love and have a lot of affection for, which is the community and tarot and find a way to just kind of help supplement and support my family and ideally be able to buy a house. I also know that donating and contributing any money anywhere this day and age is a big ask. So please know that if you don't have it, that is okay. Don't make yourself financially, don't stress yourself financially to contribute to the Patreon in any way. I want people to feel, I want there to be enough content that it doesn't feel like you're doing me a favor, but instead that I'm giving you extra content that you would find useful and need. But I also don't believe in not just being honest about why we choose to do the things that we do. Um, I very much believe in like, being open and authentic and being as honest as possible and upfront with our decisions and owning them. And this is why I'm doing a Patreon. I promise you it's not just a money grab. It's not this podcast is getting more popular and I've decided to cash in. It's literally like one of the only ways I can help support my family right now because I'm not just a stay-at-home mom and I'm not just a working mom. I'm a mom that takes my child to work with me and I do as much as I can. And this is just a little way I can help more. Times are tough and I know that. And it, and it's not just true for me. I'm, I'm aware that I'm privileged in a lot of ways that many others are not. Um, this is just one way I can help contribute potentially to my family and 
also make more content and do more of what I love. And I'm hopeful that it's received well and that what I do provide via Patreon will be helpful to those who need it. Um, I also would like to just say that the podcast will always be free and anything I can post to TikTok will always be free. And one of the best ways you can help this podcast is rate, subscribe, and review if you like it. That's a really, really easy, free, and awesome way to just kind of pay tribute to the podcast and the work because it gets it to more people. Um, it builds you up higher on the algorithm. The higher your scoring is, the more people review, the more people subscribe, the more people listen. Uh, it really helps bump up. And I, I think I mentioned in a few podcast episodes ago, but we've been in the top 200 in just the U.S. for podcasts in the category of spirituality for months and even higher than that in other countries. I think we were in the top 50 for a while in Russia. That's really, really cool and exciting. So anyway, um, for those of you who stayed through that, this whole long rant, I really appreciate it because now we're going to get into the card. And the card that we're going to talk about today is super cool. Um, it's one that I've, want I've wanted to talk about for a while, and I recently mentioned it and then pulled it today, and that's really fun. But to talk about this card, I also kind of have to touch on and tap on another card. So while both cards will eventually get their own episodes, I also think you can't talk about one card without then talking about the other because they are so intertwined. Because Pamela Coleman-Smith designed it to be that way, as did um, Rider Waite. So here we go. Today we're going to really focus on the devil. Card 15. Um, in the Major Arcana, you can find the devil at the start of the rebirth line. So let's talk first about the devil, and then we'll talk about its corresponding card, the lovers. In the devil, like I said, it's card 15. Um, the picture image is a devil. And they have big wings and big horns and little little goat centaur feet and what look like, well, they have like goat legs and chicken feet. Um, and they are kind of perched above two people who have horns coming out of their heads. One is, um, one has breasts and a vagina and the other ha has a penis. Uh, so you're looking at these two people and one of them has grapes coming out of their booty and the other one has fire coming out. They're kind of like tails. So these are meant to kind of look like the people here are meant to look like demons almost. Demons or people who are employed by Satan. Uh, above the devil's head or Satan's head, you have an upside down pentagram, which is, you know, sim symbolically associated with, especially at the time these were made with Satanism, but obviously has a newer meaning now. Um, these people are chained together by the neck uh, and they are facing each other. When you look at this card, it you don't get like the warm fuzzies. You don't get the warm fuzzies, but I really want to kind of break down what you do. But I want to really focus more on what the card means. When you pull this card, it doesn't mean there's a demon you're demonic, they're demonic, whoever's demonic, this is a demonic situation. It like literally never means that. The devil is all about what do you feel chained to? What are you trying to escape from? What are you trying to free yourself from? What choices can you make that make you feel alive? So the reason that this is the case is because we come, 
we come into devil in the rebirth line. It's the start of the rebirth line. The end of the death line is not death. It's actually temperance. Temperance is the card of rebirth. So it's really interesting that death ends in rebirth, but the start of the rebirth line is the devil. Um, in in the transition between temperance to devil, you're going from something that's an angel, temperance is an angel, and then you go into the devil. And this is why the devil is not evil. It's not bad. It's just an unleashing. In temperance, I've talked about it before, and this may have also been a few years ago when I did Awaken Fool on Instagram, but I've talked about temperance before, like being kind of a hindsight is twenty twenty type thing. It's perfect vision. It's understanding fully the purpose of your life, the purpose of why this was. You've come through to the other side, and now you, with wide, clear eyes, see what is happening. But that's not where the work ends. The work doesn't end in temperance. The temperance is just the full understanding of how it all came together. It's in the devil that now you really have to do the work of unhinging, unhooking yourself from society and the the human life altogether. That life that died, that thing that died, that way of being that died. In temperance, you can finally, you come out completely new and fresh, and then you enter the devil and you have to make sure that you stay freed from all of that. That you stay, that you stay as not part of the world, but apart from it. A lot of my life and a lot of what I talk about is really hinged on religion, not because I am Christian, but because I was raised Christian. My grandfather was a pastor. My dad was a pastor. Um, Not that he preached in a church, but he did preach for a while um, on and off. Um, He would take over when our regular pastor was out. And the Bible was a really important part of my life growing up. So it's really hard to completely take myself out of that kind of religious mindset. But a lot of us who are here have been at one point religious. And if we haven't been religious, we've definitely had Christianity like shoved down our throats, right? The reason that I'm saying this and the reason that this is important is because the devil in that aspect is asking us to set ourselves apart from the things that people try to shove down our throats, apart from the religious guilt, apart from all of the things that we're told are bad for us that aren't. Some examples. One, um, being gay, being part of the LGBTQ plus community. You grow up and the majority of the things that you hear, especially back in the 90s, I'm a child, I was born in 93 and, you know, and especially before I was born, it, it demonizes almost literally homosexuality. And that's bullshit. For people to come to accept who they are, they go through all of that death line and they're reborn in temperance where they see this is how I was made to be, how I've always been. This is who I am and I love and appreciate it. And then in the devil, it's kind of like this unchaining yourself from any kind of projected guilt that you feel from people who are so ignorant they can't understand. And being a part of the LGBTQ community isn't even you know, they're not, you're not the only marginalized group that goes through that. Um, people of color, women to a certain extent, anyone who's not a cis white male 
white straight male, cis white straight male, like, and not to say that they don't have their own versions of this, but anyone who's not been marginalized in that way, and you know, white women to a certain extent as well, including myself, you go through this phrase of having to unchain yourself from all of the really harmful propaganda that was spewed to you by the church, by ignorant family, by people who pretend to have any love for their neighbors. And so when we look at the devil, it's not about being a part of the world, it's setting yourself aside from it. And in the devil, we're really encouraged to allow ourselves to catch fire, to have fun, to be ourselves, to expand. The devil is an expansive card. 15 is an expansive number. In in the devil, we're not in a contraction. We just did the contraction in death. The devil is actually an expansion because we're in the rebirth line. From the devil, we go into the tower. In the devil, we are potential energy. We are a ball sitting on the edge of a table and we are waiting for a cat to come knock us off so we can fall in the tower. The tower comes next. In the tower, we're that we're that moving energy. And in the devil, we are potential energy. We are on fire. We are ready to go. We are wet- we are waiting for someone to push us. And sometimes it's just that we push ourselves. But in the devil, we are waiting for, we are waiting to catch, fall, whatever. It's a really beautiful card to be in because it also highlights the concept of choice, similarly to the lovers, similarly to the twos in the tarot. Choice, choice to stay tethered. It's kind of like the devil is kind of like the last chance, right? It's kind of like your last, um, your last chance to turn back or to stay or to not go further. And then you and then and then you do because once you move into the tower, it is pure, wondrous, amazing, sometimes hard chaos. It is Tower of Babel being deconstructed only to be reconstructed again in the star, the moon, the sun, judgment in the world. The devil is your last chance to take a breath before you completely unhook, unchain, and jump from a tower. It's a really exciting card. When you pull the devil, just know that you are teetering on the edge of something amazing. Amazing doesn't always mean easy or joyous. Sometimes it means hard and chaotic, but you are teetering on the edge of something amazing. Whether that be a better understanding of yourself, whether that be a life change, a career change, um, whether that be escaping something, you know, when you pull the devil in the reading, it's talking about you being on the edge of a situation where you have the ability to change it fucking all. And that's a really exciting thing because at its heart, it's an expansion. The devil is card 15. So let's talk about why that number is important in regards to talking about what we're going to do now, which is kind of comparing it to the lovers, okay? The devil is card 15. So in numerology, you add 5 plus 1 or 1 plus 5, and that equals 6. Um, I said I was really bad at math earlier. This is simple math. I can do it, kind of. Um, it's 6. Card 6 in the major arcana is the lovers. If you look at the Smith Rider weight deck and you pull out the lovers and you pull out the devil... These are almost exact mirror images of each other. They're two sides of the same coin. 
love and hate or I wouldn't even say the devil's necessarily hate, but you kind of get that thing like love and hate are actually opposites. The opposite of love and hate is indifference. To truly hate something, you have to have truly loved it first. Like we say all the time, oh, I hate Brussels sprouts. But no, you you very much dislike Brussels sprouts. To really hate something, you first have to have loved it because hate and love take the same amount of fucking passion. So the opposite to both is indifference if that makes sense. So when you're looking at lovers, it's the same kind of thing. They are both the same concept, but kind of flip-flopped. So in the lovers, rather than Satan, you have an angel whose hair is on fire. Their wings are red and outstretched. Both their hands are out. The um, person to the left who has the breasts in the vagina is standing in front. They have like a apple or peach fruit tree behind them and there's a snake wrapped around it and then the other person is back is is standing the person with the penis is across from them and they are standing in front of a tree that is on fire and behind them is a volcano it appears to be so in both of these cards you have the concept of fire and fruit some sort of the 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 biggest irony is that the devil satan in, according to religious like you know christianity the devil is an angel is fallen angel so what you're actually looking at here is i would say that the devil is the lovers with the lights off or the devil is the lovers when you're ready to be radical because sometimes love is getting angry sometimes love is intervention sometimes love is getting in someone's face not abusively but getting in somebody's face and being like you have to change we have to do this together we have to fix something for us it's it's going to somebody and saying please see that this needs changed sometimes love looks like yelling at your fucking white racist family members because you love your black friends and community and them as a whole so much that you don't want to hear their fucking bullshit anymore and it's screaming at them like hopefully we did starting i shouldn't even say that because it should we should have been doing it all along it shouldn't have just mattered to us when it was so blatantly obviously wrong blasted all over the news we should have done it from the fucking get-go but that's what you do. Sometimes to love someone is to get mad. And that's the devil. Sometimes to love yourself, to love something, to love someone else, to love something else, you have to get mad. You have to get furious enough to spark change. And in the lovers, sometimes you have to just have so much love and feeling and movement for something that you choose you choose wisdom over you choose wisdom over a dude you choose that was my very subtle not so subtle dig at the whole adam and eve genesis fucking story but the idea is that in the lovers you're making a decision that lights your fire that makes you feel whole and good and full and purposeful whether that means that you found that love in another person or you found that love in yourself. 
A lot of the times the lover is actually meant to be a mirror card. And I really see it that way. It's all about a mirror of how you want to be treated. It's how you should treat others. It's how you would want to be loved is how you should love others. And in the devil, it's how you would want to fight for yourself is how you should fight for others. The changes you want for you should be the changes you want for everyone. And I'm not, and I know that I'm saying that and don't take me too like literally, like what's good for one person may not be good for another person. But as a whole, again, this is the major arcana. So this is the energy that we all deal with. Equality is good for everyone. Global healthcare is good for everyone. If you want and love your decent healthcare that covers your vision and dental and you don't have to spend your life savings to get an inhaler just so you can breathe or walk or carry your child up and downstairs. If you love that, then you should want everyone to have that. And guess what? Not everyone does. In fact, a large percentage of the people that you see on a day-to-day basis can't afford their fucking medications can't afford to breathe well, see, get a cavity fixed. So if you want something for yourself, you should want it for others. If you have a freedom that another person doesn't have, you should want that other person to have that freedom. And that's kind of what we see here in the lovers. Love yourself to ask for what you want and in the devil, but then love others enough to fight for them too. Make yourself an example. These cards are two. These cards are the same, and yet they are projections. They are back to back. They are love and hate. They are fire and water. They are, but at the same time, they're also the same thing. And that's really, really, really powerful when we when we stop to really think about how these cards can show up together holding hands. Could these cards show up in, hey, that's your soulmate, or hey, like, your partner is like really fucking abusive, you should leave. Yeah, they can depending on your intuition, but I'm here to talk about the general meaning and energy of the cards. And that's what I see when I pull these. That's what I see when I pull the devil. It's okay. You have some potential energy. When are you going to just fucking fall? Enter the tower and let it just rain fire. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for others. Unhook yourself from society. Stand apart from the world. People may be confused when I said some, when I earlier I said that, set yourself apart from the world. And then I made it like a reference to religiosity and Christianity. There's actually a verse in the Bible where Jesus says, you are meant to be um, apart, set apart from the world. I'm very awfully misquoting that. I'm just kind of interpreting it a little bit, but that's the gist of what Jesus said. And I do feel to a certain extent that understanding of if we were all just of the world, we would be pro-capitalism, pro-Christianity, The things that we have as a society now are meant to hold people down. And by people, I mean they're meant to hold specific people down. The poor, people of color, people in the LGBTQ community, women. This society was made for straight white men 
to the extent that even like that even straight white men who are in poverty many of them are they hold up the values made by straight white men even though they're not seeing any of the trickle down economics or anything else we are meant to be i think when you really set out to i love the concept of love your neighbor Love your neighbor as yourself. And I really love that sentiment, not in regards to Christianity, but in regards to if I want something for myself, I should want that for my neighbor. should want that for every single one of you. Freedom, health care, equality, to be loved, to be seen, to be heard, for their voice to matter. For them to be able to have as much space as they want. To not have to worry where they're going to get food, to not have to steal baby formula to survive. All of these different things. I saw a thing on the news where police officers were posing for a picture next to all of the things that they had, next to all of the things that they had found that people had shoplifted. They had arrested all of these people for shoplifting medicine, baby formula, necessities like shampoo, body wash, food. And they were proudly standing there. Like, look at all of the merchandise we got back. They are fucking necessities. It wasn't like an Xbox or makeup or it was like actual fucking necessities that people have to like result to shoplifting to fucking survive. Set yourself apart from the world because what I see there isn't a bunch of hero cops. It's a bunch of fucking assholes, shitheads, idiots who are so consumed in their in in themselves that they can't see that the only way people could survive the only way they could feed their baby was to take baby formula and i'm of the opinion let them fucking have it except right now because there's a recall on similac (laughs) i'm i'm just of the opinion that we as a society We as people, I shouldn't even say society, we as people need to set ourselves apart from the society. We are all full of potential energy in the devil right now. How is the, how are we going to create a tower for us all? So yeah, I, I understand that this was kind of a soapbox episode, but I really think that the lovers and the devil and anything in the major arcana really makes us, really encourages us to stop and think about the collective as a whole. And the plight of the and the plight of the marginalized and those in need. As we all know, uh, this is the part of the podcast where I make like Adele and set fire to the rain. This is the collective reading. Um, this week, like, <laughs> is another two carder. I asked for a collective reading and I pulled two cards. And I pulled um, the the two cards I pulled were the world and the reverse two of wands. Here's the dealio in the reverse two of wands. What is our friend in the card holding? They are holding the world. This is super important. Coming up this Tuesday, it's supposed to be some sort of astrological event. I don't know. I'm not an astrologer where Pluto does a thing it hasn't done since 1770 something. I could have a little bit of those details wrong. Again, I'm not an astrologer. My husband's not here. He does astrology. He knows way more than me. Uh, He's not here for me to ask. So I may have him insert a little thing. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, it's supposed to be a collective shift. Feel it. Feel the shift. Feel it. 
feel the shift, and then be the shift. I mean, when the world gets flipped, turned upside down, you fresh Prince of Bel-Air your way into how to make it better for everyone constantly. Always, always have your mind on how can I make life easier, not just for yourself, but how can I be a better advocate, friend, neighbor, person to those around me? I don't know what's going to happen, if anything will, but I do know that little acts of rebellion against whatever an end stage capitalism, they're all kind of important. Use your vacation time. You are you were not made to work and never use your vacation time. Use a day of vacation to do something for just you. Rather than shutting off the news because it hurts too much to hear, find a source that is reputable that you trust and just give it a little bit of a listen so that you're not completely 100% turned away from what's going on with others. Or go on social media. I mean, for the love of God, it's February. It's Black History. It's Black History Month. Find Black creators and follow them. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to people who are talking to you and then help them make a change. Help be a change. Help make a change. The world is changing and if we don't allow ourselves to change with it, we're going to get really, really fucking stuck. It may not be a noticeable shift. I, I don't know if it's just energetic. I don't know if something will happen. Um... But I do know that it is time for something to shift and to happen. I do know that. So this coming week, observe, examine, be a change. Be a voice for the people who are voiceless and be a listening ear. If you're, if you're white, be a listening ear. Be a listening ear that holds up the voices who are speaking and do little things every day to help make a change where it matters. Yeah, this is a really heavy episode. Sorry about that. That's what happens when I've only had one cup of coffee and I'm feeling really passionate about things. All right, with all of that being said, I'm gonna leave. I'll see y'all next week. Bye. Oh, um, and thank you all in advance for people who do join Patreon. And thank you all for um, if you rate and subscribe or review. I very much appreciate it. Um, bye, 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 bye. Hey everybody, Gabriel here, just weighing in very quickly. Jacqueline invited me to talk about the astrology of the USA Pluto return. Um, so I just wanted to make a, a few quick points. Um, the date that everyone's been talking about for the return is February 22nd, 2022, which is the 22222 portal. This is... The, the, I think the, the main point that I would make is that the Pluto return actually started some time ago when um, Pluto entered Capricorn, the sign that it was in whenever the country was born. Um, and the, the date that they're using specifically for the 222222 for the portal is um, related to July 4th, 1776, which is when the Declaration of Independence was signed and not exactly when um, the United States became its own country, which was, I'm not sure of the exact date, but um, anyway, those are pointing out some of the 
um, some clarification on some of that. Um, I do think that the 22222 portal is is a very important date, however. Um, but I'll clarify the return. First, I'll talk a little bit about Pluto. Pluto symbolizes climaxes and destructions of old death and resurrection, um, magnetism, the subconscious, um, extremes. It can be intense and self-destructive and also very introspective. Destruction breeds creation, kind of, you know, the very deep, Pluto's deep. Um, Pluto in Capricorn, um, Capricorn is an earth, is the earth sign ruled by Saturn. Saturn is also very focused on, on, um, fixing things, um, to say it simply and quickly. Um, um, but very pra- Capricorn's very practical and determined and responsible and efficient, has a tendency to be too serious sometimes, but from others' perspectives, but is doing what is needed from their own. So I guess overall, I would say look for the systematic changes in government and societal structures that have already taken place in the past in the past few years, the past um, let's say five or six years. Um, you know, when, when it comes to when it comes to conversations that we're having with the pandemic, the 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 past couple presidencies, um, some of those things are, in at least in my opinion, as a as a learning astrologer here, um, those things are all part of the Pluto return, and and the USA's the USA is definitely going through it, um, and so this this two 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 it's. It's five twos. I keep saying a bunch of twos. is is basically, in my opinion, a chance for us all collectively to see that more clearly. Um, so keep an eye out for those for those things. And uh, February twenty second is Tuesday, so this episode will be coming out a day before. So there you go. Um, hold on to your butts. Keep an eye out for something on those days. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.